Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have our next guests joining us here today, Tom Olson and Steve Perla. Yes, we're talking to them today about their company and, of course, all they're doing. So, Tom, I know you're the chief executive officer and co-founder. Steve, as the president and co-founder as well, we're talking about ADAC. So why don't you give us a little bit of your background? Tell us what the company is all about and, of course, the amazing mission you're working on us and it's a pleasure to be with you and with PBN and uh, to talk about ADAC is is to talk about that which is a, has been and continues to be a, a passion and a vocation for both Steve and myself but also for all of our teams and to answer your question directly Jill uh, what ADAC does is we work with K-12 to uh, both public and private schools throughout the country we began our start and we had our start in the private school world and it's our private school count clients who uh, will always have a very special place in our hearts because that is really where our mission began but to be clear we're working now with both private schools and public schools and our mission can be summed up i think pretty succinctly uh... in in, in the following way so we work with private and public school teachers and leaders to help them to teach better and in particular, our focus is on helping K-12 educators to teach and reach students with learning differences or special needs. That's really has been our sweet spot. But we also, Jill, uh, support K-12 education, both public and private education, in a wide variety of other ways. Um, and, and we do this th- primarily through professional development services that we offer, again, to help teachers teach students better with a particular focus mm-hmm. on special needs. Um, but we also support uh, schools in, in other ways as well beyond professional development, uh, everything from helping private schools to access uh, very important resources, both philanthropic and otherwise, yeah. to helping schools um, d- deal with, 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 with other challenges and issues and opportunities uh, through some of our strategic planning that we do with them as well. So I'll have Steve uh, fill in the gaps that I may have missed. Yeah, no, there's going to be a lot of conversation. We're excited to get started. So the ADAC.com, that's spelled T-H-E-A-D-A-C.com. Is that the best website for you all? That is correct. That's a good, that's a great website to send folks. And then from there, they can link to the public school site as well. And we also have um, a nonprofit organization, the yep. ADAC Advocacy, which is a 501c3. And I know that in future episodes, we'll be talking a little bit more about the mission of ADAC Advocacy Perfect. As well. And also, Steve, I want to get to know you, Tom, as well. So I don't know who wants to start first, but tell us both um, all a little bit about your background, if you don't mind. Do you want to move on over to Steve first? Sure. <laughs> tell us what uh, brought that's... you here. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'll have Steve fill in any gaps about AD- the overview of ADAC that sure. I may have missed. And then, Steve, you can tell... Uh, tell the listeners um, who you are and what makes you tick. (laughs) Exactly. Well, again, nice to be with you, Jill, and nice to be with the folks who are listening. And I would just say, first of all, as you know, in relation to ADAC, the most important thing I think to understand is what we're trying to do is provide capacity to schools, particularly after COVID. There's so many different issues that our teachers and our leaders are dealing with, and oftentimes they need support. And a lot of the services that we're providing that Tom just described really are providing capacity for them to reach out to those various needs, in particular, really trying to help those students who have learning differences. As relates to me, I have been uh, in education for over 35 years and also in the field of politics. So most of my professional background has been both in education and public policy. 
as relates to education. I spent 35 years in Catholic school education. I have been a Catholic school teacher. I have been a Catholic school superintendent. And I worked about eight years at the University of Notre Dame working with Catholic schools, uh, both at the domestic level and international level, helping them really look at strategic planning, accessing resources, and really in that capacity as well, looking at various teaching and learning issues. And on the public policy side, I've held elective office in my local community. Mm -hmm. I did that for about 12 years when I was a young pup. (laughs) And it goes back many, many years ago now. I uh, served as a school committee member, city council, and ultimately as the mayor of the city. Wow. Did that for about 12 years. I really enjoyed it. And that public policy work has also evolved into the work that I have done on behalf of private schools, and I have lobbied for a variety of different programs, both at the state and uh, local level, as well as at the national level with Congress. So really uh, great to be with all of you uh, today. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for being here. And then do you want to share a little bit about your background as well, Tom? And then how did the two of you all connect <laughs> to start this? My, my background, uh, Jill, has been um, supporting private schools primarily on more the uh, f- fundraising and development side of things. And so in my past, I have worked with private schools, uh, helping private schools to both strategically convey their respective missions so that uh, their cases for support, for philanthropic support from their donors could be the best that they could be. And so I, my experience with education has been helping schools to acquire unto themselves and for themselves the financial resources that they that they need, and it was really uh, in, in in that theme um, where Steve and I first connected. Um, as I said, I was more on the philanthropic management side of things, but there's another resource out there uh, that private school kids have access to, and that is the federally funded resources, particularly uh, resources that are available to them through the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, as well as through the title programs, which is part of the current uh, Every Student Succeeds Act. And it was on that level at the sort of that dealing with the federal program resources that are available that Steve and I first connected. And so I'll pivot to your next question. Steve and I uh, met about 10 years or so ago. And we both figured out that we both had a passion for not only working with schools, but making sure that schools and particularly private schools, again, that's where our heart began. And that's where our heart continues to beat. uh, And we're honored to be working with public schools. But this began with private schools, as I mentioned. And one of our passions collectively has been helping private schools to acquire the resources, financial and otherwise, that they need to strive and succeed. And it was at that level that Steve and I connected. We figured out that we got along, we liked each other, we believed the same things about education. And it was really at that point that inspired our our beginning work at ADAC, um, helping um, private school networks throughout the country to ensure that their students were fully accessing their equitable share of IDEA-funded services. And that's the level at which Steve and I connected. But I'll have Steve um, also fill in the memory of, of, of how we became affiliated with each other. Perfect. Yeah, when we learned that we both had the same interest, uh, it was rather interesting that at the very time that we learned about that and we became friends, that the United States uh, Conference of Catholic Bishops had reached out to us to do a national study. And so we did a national study on behalf of Catholic schools looking at their access to what Tom just referred to, IDEA. Mm -hmm. And what we found across the nation 
is that there are billions of dollars being left on the table where we had all of these students who needed service that were not accessing these vital services. And when we learned that, we thought, you know, this is really a need. And the roots of our company or the genesis of our company really falls back to that study, looking at the data and saying, oh, my God, we have all these kids in this country that really need these services. And these services are available yep. and they're not accessing them. Yep. So that really motivated us. And as Tom said, inspired us to really move forward and say, OK, we're going to do something about this. And uh, that really was the, uh, I guess, the genesis of the uh, of the company. Great. Well, I know for today, we kind of stated a little bit about your mission, again, empowering K-12 through educators meeting uh, to the learning needs of all students. And did you want to kind of uh, piggyback and talk a little more about your mission? And then we'll, uh, you know, continue to talk more about uh, the work that you're doing serving both the private and public schools. I know there's a lot to get to today. So who wants to take that question? <laughs> uh, I'll take it first, Jill. Sure. And that is because of my engagement for 35 years in Catholic schools, I have seen so much and really what breaks your heart is when you have a parent who comes to you mm. and says you know my child needs these services and I'm having a very difficult time accessing them and the child is very comfortable in their school setting yeah. it's really important as you know in education that a child be comfortable in their school setting to be successful and you know that these resources are out there but they're barriers to accessing them and and so you know, I've seen the whole gambit, you know, children with autism, uh, children with cancer, you know, children who are suffering with various social emotional issues, all of which can easily be in some ways uh, at least mitigated or addressed as relates to education to make their lives a lot more normal and perhaps even provide to them a real foundation to be successful. And, and so when you know that these situations exist, and you know that it really affects a child's life in both the short and the long term. I think it really motivates you to see what you can do to help those mm -hmm. children. And, and so when we talk about our mission, we remind ourselves every day, you know, we get mired into the law, we get mired in terms of our instructional coaching, we get mired in terms of raising money, you know, all this stuff, the processes, the bureaucracies. But at the end of the day, the mission really is about how do we help these kids who really need these services because it is going to make an enormous difference in their life? So I always remind myself, whether it be through ADAC and the work I did previously, at the end of the day, what we're doing is really trying to help kids. And to me, that's just really critical uh, in terms of these children's lives. And Jill, I would add to that, that the, our part and parcel to our mission, the thrust of our mission, Jill, is helping kids, as Steve has, has so eloquently stated. But when it comes to the concept of helping kids, the, the image that has oftentimes motivated me, and an image that quite literally gets me out of bed in the morning, and I'm kind of a history nerd, so forgive the uh, history historical reference, but I think of... Um, Michelangelo, and I think of his incredible sculpture of, of David, right? And at one point in the distant past, that sculpture, that David, was simply a profane block of marble. Mm -hmm. And it took a master, it took Michelangelo, to see within that marble the potential that lay hidden within. And he literally began to chip away at that marble, chip away, chip away, chip away, to reveal to the world what he knew was already there, Joe, yeah. which was the potential hidden within the marble. I think that's an apt image for what 
motivates our mission at ADAC, which is really what it's about when we talk about helping kids. It's really helping kids to reach their full God-given potential. And it's, it's, it's very um, concerning to hear that in, in, in schools throughout the country, students with learning needs are not being serviced the way that they should be. And as a result, they're not meeting their potential that they should be. Because if we look at, again, I'm going to use a historical reference. If we look at history, some of the most brilliant, most defining individuals in human history have been at one point students who would have qualified if they were in our time and era for services under the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. Um, I think of folks like as diverse as Albert Einstein, who suffered from dyscalculia. I think of Agatha Christie, the, the, the famous 19th century novelist who suffered from um, uh, dyslexia. Yep. I think of uh, any number of other folks throughout history, both past and, 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 and not so past, who have a learning difference, but who are as bright, as intelligent, and who have as great potential as anyone else. And it's our mission at ADAC to ensure that all kids, but especially those with special needs, are not denied the opportunity to acquire and to reveal to the world, as Michelangelo once revealed to the world, the potential hidden within that block of marble, their potential, which is also a gift to the world. And that's really the thing and the image, uh, if you will, that, that motivates me, that inspires me, and really undergirds everything that we at ADAC are all about. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And what else did you want to add to that? <laughs> No, I feel good about. It. I think I think we've covered that pretty well, Jill. You know, I think as as Tom said, we're really trying to help those students reach their God-given potential. And that's really I think describes well what we do each and every day. And I would also add, Jill, that that you know, we we look at or at least I look at education and and the 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 processes involved in education, which is the teaching as really a vocation. Um Teachers are born, not made. And each and every day in interacting with our clients, I am uh, humbled by the absolute dedication that educators throughout the country have to the mission that is education. Whether we're talking teachers or principals or superintendents, everybody is aligned with the mission, again, to help kids. And one of our great joys, one of my great joys, is also helping teachers and leaders to be successful in their vocations. And of course, their success is measured uh, by, in part at least, by the, the outcomes of their students. And it's helping to improve those outcomes is where our professional development services and supports and our other services come in to really enable teachers as well and leaders yeah. as well to meet their full potential as the educators that they've been called to be. Beautiful. And I think that's quite an important point, Jill, because, you know, I think too often teachers are, you know, criticized and and I don't think, you know, people realize sometimes how difficult it is to be in that classroom day in and day out. And what we have found, you know, is that these teachers are really thirsting for this knowledge and for this help. And we've been very impressed by the way in which they're always looking for different ways, innovative ways to really yeah. help students. And they really care about their students. And so I think it's really important just to pause for a moment and just really congratulate the work that they do each and every day. It just makes a big difference in these kids' lives. And the leaders the same way. To be a leader today in a school uh, is so different. As I mentioned, I was in education for 35 years. And just eight or nine years ago, it's not as difficult as it is today uh, to be a leader. There's just so much on these people's plates. 
And just with the aftermath of COVID, I know we hate to even talk about that word sometimes, but the reality is that you have so many parents and families and kids who have, you know, the impact of that in terms of emotional anxiety, uh, behavioral issues that these schools are confronted with, and um, they just need the kind of support uh, to really get over this hump, I think, to really make a difference for a lot of these, a lot of these kids and families. Beautiful. And- and Jill, I, I would I would I would add to that. I know that we're all long, sick and tired of dealing with, talking about, thinking about, and 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 opining on uh, COVID, right? Yes, <laughs> but I the reality know, because, is, because yeah, that, that taught us a lot, and it, it hurt did. us a lot, but it also helped us. And you never know uh, what's going to happen in the future, right? So it's great to be prepared. <laughs> Ex- exactly, and what we what so COVID kind of came at a time when we were pivoting toward establishing ADAC, right? Mm-hmm. And um, what we found that, among other things uh, in, in education, was that the profound uh, learning loss that resulted, uh, that was ha- that's going to have an impact, unfortunately, on uh, literally a generational impact. But the profound learning loss among K-12 students uh, was really something that we sought to step up to the plate to address. And addressing that learning loss by helping teachers, again, to teach Mm -hmm. better and to reach their students better is is a large part of what we do through our professional development services and everything else. But COVID did have an impact, obviously, on everyone. To your point, Jill, in some ways the impacts have been positive, but we think of COVID as as, as in some ways a nightmare. But out of the nightmare that COVID was emerged a dream and uh, the reality of a dream. And for, again, for Steve and me, uh, the dream that became uh, ensconced in reality was co- was ADAC's founding, yep. and ADAC's founding in part was predicated upon the needs that we were experiencing in the field of education because of the pandemic. And so we look at COVID as, I guess, to sum it up, as sort of both a blessing and a curse, right? And yeah. uh, because if it weren't for COVID, you know, Absolutely. who knows if yeah. our business would have been established as well and as quickly as it was. Perfect. And again, INDEX serving both private and public schools. We want to remind everyone um, a little bit more about them. And again, you established the ADAC Advocacy Foundation. That's to help ensure the private school students, right, can fully and equitably participate in federal education programs. And that's uh, correct. That's Every Student Succeeds Act, the ESSA, which you say is the most recent uh, reauthorization of the 1960 Elementary and Secondary Education Act, correct? That's correct. Perfect. Yeah. And then you have the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, uh, IDAA. So, um, again, the IDA provides federally funded special education-related services to students with disabilities. That's between the age of 3 and 21. And then the ESSA is providing the school-age students and their teachers with a variety of educational services. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, the purpose to uh, strengthen, support positive educational outcomes. One in five children in the United States have learning differences, making it more challenging than ever to be a teacher or school leader. At ADAC, we empower K-12 educators to meet the learning needs of all students through customized professional development and coaching services. Learn more at www.theadac.com. That's T-H-E-A-D-A-C dot com. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. 
Welcome back to the show. Tom Olson, Steve Perler joining us here today, our chief executive officer, co-founder, also president and co-founder, joining us from ADAC to talk more about all the services that they offer. And uh, it's been a great conversation so far. And I want to know about some hurdles uh, that uh, you all and obstacles that you've had to overcome, if you don't mind, that may help inspire uh, some men and women as well. Well, Jill, I can just state generally, you know, and I think any person who's ever started a business or an organization can probably relate, but um, we, a phrase that we have occasionally used um, in, some way, in some pithy ways, of course, mm-hmm. would be that we refer to our operations as, as quote, building the plane while we're flying it. Yeah. <laughs> and that has been our experience as a small business. Um, I know that's the experience of many, 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 in fact, most small businesses. And so... Um, I've enjoyed the challenge of, of, of flying that plane. Mm-hmm. But for us, the biggest importance for us is, is how we deal with and treat our clients, which is to say we want to be sure that we are being responsive in real time to the very many needs that uh, have encroached upon K-12 education in this country, both among private schools as well as among public schools. And so our goal and... and uh, our intention is to be remain responsive, but as a result of being responsive, we've had to be nimble as a company, right? Yeah. And we've had ideas that we've tested, hypotheses that we've that we've tested in the field, and, and that's all a way of helping us to really ensure that our services are customized and customizable to again the particular needs of our clients. We want to be seen as a partner of our clients, mm-hmm. and good partnerships rely on give and take. And what we hope to be able to give are solutions to very specific and, and by the way, very impact, impactful problems. And that's one of the reasons I think we've been so successful is because ADAC prides itself, we pride ourselves on our responsiveness to our individual client needs. Steve, I don't know if you want to add to that at all. Yeah, I would say that one of the challenges, and we've been very, very blessed in this regard, is finding the right human resources. Mm-hmm. Because we're a company that's really based on services and providing services. And to make that happen, you really have to find quality personnel. Yep. And so it's really important as our company grows that we continue to be able to find the kind of personnel that we've been blessed to find so far. And these people make all the difference. You know, right now we have over 100 employees across the country, and they're serving about 2,500 different schools across mm-hmm. the nation. And we rely very heavily on their abilities, their dedication, and their passion. And it really does, you know, again, make a difference in terms of how successful we're going to be in terms of our work. And, and so one I would suggest to anyone looking to build a company is to make sure that you really find the right people <laughs> who really have an interest and a passion in the work that you're doing and certainly have the gifts and talents to pull it off. Yeah. The thing I would say, too, is don't get in any way discouraged because at the beginning, you know, you're going to have some cash flow issues. Uh, You know, you're going to have some bumps along the way and you can't be discouraged by that because that's just part of doing business and you got to be prepared for it. And I think in the long run, it's really about tenacity. If it's something you have a passion for and you're willing to sort of run, you know, really uh, address the various issues that will come up and get over those little, you know, barriers from time to time, mm-hmm. you're going to be fine. And so I just really encourage people to get beyond that point and, and just really follow their passion. 
Beautiful. And uh, we still have just a few minutes left in the show. And I know this is our intro show in a sense. So what else did you want to add for today's conversation? Steve, Tom, uh, take it away. <laughs> yeah, I would just add as the CEO that, um, and this dovetails right off of Steve's previous point, that um, we're only able to be uh, as successful as we have been and as successful as we endeavor to be in the future. Um based on the quality of the talent uh, and the quality of the people that we have working with and for us. And um, I always say that our human resources is and always will be our greatest resource. And so I just want to give credit and props uh, and, 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 you know, compliments to um, our, our people, our team members, uh, many of whom, by the way, over these next 10 episodes, uh, Jill, you'll be introducing to the world yeah. and, and, and they will talk about their own experiences of working with ADAC and for ADAC. Um, but I just want to give props where props are due. And that is, again, to our to our people. And they all know who they are. Um, and you'll and you'll meet many of them over these yes, weeks. Cannot wait. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. And uh, let's remind everyone um, how we can reach out to you again. I know um, uh, com is a good place to start. Uh, but there's also another website. Which one did you want to share next? Well, there's two. There's actually three websites. Three. Still, still. <laughs> yes. So, uh, www.theadac.com is is certainly the f- the place to which folks can go. Uh, from off of that website, they will be linked also to the public school website, which is www.theadacpublic.com. So, t h e a d a c p u b l i c dot com. Uh, and again, those two sites are linked: the private and the public. And then we also have uh, our new five hundred one c three organization. Yep. Uh, and that's www.theadacadvocacy.com, uh, www.theadacadvocacy.com. And um, they can check out our, our federal program's work on that website as well. Perfect. And I know you say, find your passion, be tenacious, never forget to love and respect the people in your life. Beautifully said. I'm, I'm reading that from their notes. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, I- that's so important. No, I think that's so important, Jill. It really is. Well, thank you again for being here, for joining us, and a little taste, a little teaser for next week. What are we going to be focusing on? Next week, uh, you will be um, interacting with um, some of our staff folks, Dr. Sandra Drummy, mm-hmm. Dr. Julie Cantillion, uh, and then Matt Maloney, who's on our team as the VP of uh, uh, Educational Partnerships, and Kate McConnell, who is working on the advocacy side of our organization. And uh, next week, the topic will be general education challenges that ADAC uh, is equipped to uh, respond and address. So we'll be talking, among other things, I don't want to give too much away, but my assumption is we'll be talking about everything from the realities of SEL, social emotional learning challenges, to the teacher shortage, to the challenges in special education, uh, to the learning gaps in reading and math. And also, here's an interesting one. The impact, uh, the real impact, and the ex- I think the exciting impact that artificial intelligence is also going to start to exert on, on K-12 education. Um, so those will be among the topics that next week, uh, Drs. Drummy Cantillion uh, will be addressing with you along with Matt Maloney and Kate McConnell. Beautiful. Well, thank you again, Steve Perla, Tom Olson, and uh, we appreciate your time here today. Thank you for filling us in and for doing all the work you're doing to help so many. We appreciate it. We appreciate the invite, Joe. All right. Thank you. Have a fantastic day. To all of our listeners, stay tuned. More of the shows coming up after the break. (laughs) 
Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie. This is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the US Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council.